Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you too. And now, was the scorching weather and now the, all the rain, was that like perfect for farmers or terrible for farmers? Well, do you know what? For the vast majority, it was certainly good news, um, especially the East Coast where grass had stopped growing and, you know, you were getting into drought conditions. So they'll be very glad for all this wetting that they're getting at the moment. And um, But it's, you know, like it's like the weather. The harvest is on at the same time. Now, so far, everything looks good enough. Um, the weather has been a blessing for that as well. And, you know, there's good moisture in it. There's um, the bales are certainly the bales of straw. Um, they're saying they're um, they're very, very good this year. Um, you know, so so that's 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 a, a help as well. And of course, if you're out around the country roads now for the next couple of weeks, a lot of people are on holidays. Just watch out. Um, you'll see the tractors with these long trailers attached to them open trailers, open sided trailers. Well therefore to bring the silage bales home and and the and the hay bales. And that's one of the big jobs that's going on at the moment. Right. Having got a good harvest, they're um they're you know the are uh, they're able to get them into the sheds. Um from the animals perspective, horse flies are an absolute pain in the neck at this, mm. you know, in the very hot weather. And they really no more than they irritate humans, they irritate animals as well. So at least the, the misery of those will have died down with the windy weather that we're getting at this stage. Um, so, yeah, on the whole, especially now up in the Shannon, Shannon Callows, um, that's an area where farmers, you know, don't go in and farm or, you know, take grass or make silage or hay until well into July. Um, they're not allowed by law. And it's uh, because it's a corncrake habitat. Now, the numbers of corncrake are on the increase, thanks, thankfully. But what it's meant in this area is that, you know, for what is it, four times since 2012, they've lost all their winter fodder because they haven't been able to get it off the fields before mm. the fields flooded. So this year they got it which and they got plenty of, of their the silage and hay, which is good news as well. So on the whole, if people were to be asked, you know, the last six weeks, good or bad, um, farmers would certainly say on the whole it's been very good and especially now that the um, the rain has come for the east of the country where the grass will get growing again Right. Um, I was saying there about bales yeah they're talking about 9 to 10 round bales per acre which is very good and they're selling about 20 euro a bale from the field so most people um, you know that's why you see a lot of the, the tractors and trailers on the road because people are buying their straw off the field, off it and getting it early rather than waiting until next November or next uh, January when they're running short and prices have increased. Uh, would it, would the so, hot weather have been bad for any farmers? Would it be like, because I imagine some of the animals mightn't have been too comfortable. No, well, they weren't, especially when it came to horse flies and access to water and, and then walking home. Um, like we've often talked about, you know, the reason why, um, cows are located near the farmyard well you know they're milked twice a day which means they have to do four walking trips to the milking parlour from it and back in the evening and back to the field again so you're trying to cut down on the amount of ground they have to cover and um, so you know when they're in a big group like a herd of cows are they produce a lot of body heat together and when they're in the collecting yard waiting to be milked there's a lot of body heat there also and that can be uncomfortable so you know, it was important, you know, to, to be aware of that and to make sure that there was plenty of water. 
um, available to them. They drink a lot of water, uh, cows, when they're milking and um, and especially then in hot water, in hot weather. Um, so, yeah, uh, no, there was no, I don't think there was any, you know, people with poultry houses have to really watch now to the situation there. Um, they have ways of controlling the temperature so they make sure nothing happens or nothing goes wrong. But for, for on the whole, it was a matter of keeping water to livestock and with dairy cows in particular there's a kind of um you know a, a progress around the farm of about 21 paddocks and uh and you know so there's a, you know there's there's three weeks from the time a paddock has been grazed to the time the livestock will go back into it and the truck the trucks are all positioned appropriately so that they can service maybe several paddocks but with the weather as it was there, especially this time last week, you'd want to have given animals ac- access to a couple of trucks of water, and you know just abandoned your 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 um, your um, uh, paddock system mm. uh, to make sure that, that that was there and that was happening for them. Right, and I suppose geez, the rain came at just the right time to avoid any danger of a drought as well. Well, that's it. Well, now the fellas over in Leinster would tell you they were yeah. in drought conditions, but here in the West now, it was very pleasant. <laughs> and uh, and there's a lot of work being done, you know, because you don't get access at times to fields because of the weather. You can't drive in, you'd leave half it on the road with all the stuff, you know, you'd be bringing off in your tyres. So um, it's great to be able to get access to uh, to land uh, that, you know, you just generally don't because it's too wet. Right. Now, uh, a nurse, a teacher and an airline pilot sounds like the setup to a joke, but they're, they're all winners in uh, the <laughs> National Ag Awards. That's right. Yeah. These are the students, the um, the 2020 Chagas FPD Student of the Year Awards. And um, so these are for, the, you know, different colleges. And there's a, a lot of young young people and mature people mm-hmm. studying agricultural science. And um, so this was for particularly for the Green Cert. And uh, the winner was Deirdre McMahon. Now, very few women, I don't know, maybe now they've won it back along, but I haven't heard of a woman winning the award recently. But uh, Deirdre is from Kinvara in County Galway, and she won the National Award, but she also won the Dairy Award. And, you know, this is a growing trend, particularly on um, dairy farms. Um, she she has a degree in nursing and she worked as a nurse, but she's now come home to the family farm and um, she uh, she's part of a, a discussion group there, and not just one but several of them, and one that's a, an all female group, which is very handy. You know, it, it helps women who might be uncomfortable asking questions in if they're the only woman in a meet, at a meeting. So these, these uh, female discussion groups are very good to help women expand their knowledge and become more confident as farmers. Um, but her degree in nursing, um, she's, she's coming home to help operate the, um, the family dairy farm. And that's a trend, as I said, that we're seeing happening over and over. Um, the dry stock winner was Shane O'Brien, and he's from Middleton in County Cork. And um, he he also did a green cert program, and um, he was a full time career as an, air, an airline pilot, and he swapped that for major involvement in the family farm through hmm. a partnership arrangement. So, and then the third winner um, was from County Cavan, Marion Dempsey, 
and uh, she has retired from teaching and she has um, a compact forestry. So she was working on how to improve the viability of that as a business. And that involved interpretive, experiential and appreciation courses for children and groups when it comes to forestry. So, you know, it, it, it's it's not kind of the usual list that you would expect to win these awards. As I said, a, a nurse, a teacher and an airline pilot. Um, but, you know, they're bringing their outside experience onto family farms and onto new initiatives in farmings and farming. And that certainly has to be welcomed. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting, though, like you're an airline pilot, you get to travel all over the world, but farming's in the yeah. blood. So you kind of, the, the <laughs> home and signal like, comes on. Well, it, you know, they, people used to say, like, you know, I suppose the church farming was a bit of a vocation. But it needs now to have an income attached to it. Yes. And um, and these people are, are getting involved because they see that potential. And, you know, it, it's good to have them and to bring that outside experience into the farming field. Very often, you know, farmers are, well, farm. they say farmers are born. But, you know, there's a lot of people born that go farming as a, a way out of maybe facing life as well. And, you know, they're no more suited to farming than the man in the moon. And um, and there are no benefit to farming in, in reality. And I must say, I really like to see all these young people who have had other careers and uh, completely different career paths uh, decide that, yeah, maybe now I can go back to the family farm or I can get involved in a partnership arrangement or I can get involved in some sort of leasing arrangement, long term leasing arrangement. And yes, I can bring these skills and more to the agricultural sector and to the particular enterprise that I'm involved in. Now, so I, I certainly think, you know, it, that's to be welcomed that uh, people with these skills come into the sector because they have an awful lot to offer. Uh, now, one event that is going ahead now, obviously the ploughing uh, and various other uh, events during the summer have been cancelled, but the, the National Sheepdog Trials are going to take place in Killarney. That's it. Yeah, I don't have too much to say on it, I'm afraid, Sean. Um, it's just that, you know, we've often talked about the price of sheepdogs and pups and um you know, they are the equivalent of another human. In fact, they're probably far better than most humans. And certainly, as Jeremy Clarkson found out, they're an awful lot better than drones. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's um, it's taking place, the trialling is taking place from the 5th to the 7th of August. Now, I'm sure there's... Um, uh, there's information available on the, you know, what's on in Killarney website for the weekend, but it's expected to attract uh, 150 entrants, and you know that's a lot of people interested in uh, working dogs, and um, and you know prepared to go out and enter a competition to show off their skills. A lot of them would be young people as well, you know, teenagers, and um, because there's there's youth uh, categories here in this as well. So if you're interested, Killarney is the place to be this weekend. Uh, so tell us about the Acorns Initiative. Yeah, this is, a, I mean, I think it's an absolute fabulous initiative and um, first class. And it has helped so many people, so many women in rural Ireland get their business off the ground. Um, it's a it's a project um, that uh, it, it deals with women who are in the startup phase, not people just coming with an idea or not people who are a few years down the lane down down the road these are, are women who are in the early stages of developing a business in rural ireland and what they do with them is it's it's very much interactive it's very much face-to-face learning and it's based on the belief that entrepreneurs are learn best from each other 
So you have uh, interactive roundtable discussions facilitated by women who've built successful businesses already in rural Ireland. So it's the people who've done it talking to the people who plan to do it. And you're looking at women like um, Anne Riley of Paycheck Plus, Mary B. Walsh of Ironwell Pallets, Norma Deneen Bow, Rural Farm, plus, plus a whole pile more. And it's over six months and they have these kind of sessions and um, and I think that they're going to be able to meet up physically rather than just over Zoom. But um, that they're absolutely brilliant. Uh, I, I don't think I've spoken to, I mean, of all the, the women in new businesses, and last year I was judging the um, FPD Women in Agriculture Awards, and we met so many women out uh, around the country who were uh, developing businesses on farm or using the resources of the farm. And they got their start with the um, ACORN program. So there's 50 places available. There's sessions going to be held all around the country. It's not Dublin based. It's it's around the country. Uh, 300 women have completed the program so far and many are achieving great results. And if you're on that program, you'll be lucky to meet them. It is the, the most positive um, set of people or they are the most positive sets of, sets of people that I've ever come across. And they're so clued into business and the business world it's it's fantastic so and again a lot of them are bringing skills that they have outside the farm in terms of their own careers in so many different areas they bring it to the uh to the to the table and again you know that's the kind of businesses we need to be looking at in rural ireland and uh, and encouraging women to get involved so the acorn program you want to get your applications into the department of agriculture 50 places available i couldn't praise it enough and um, it's really well worth doing if you're a woman in rural Ireland with an idea that you're tinkering around with and thinking about going ahead with. This is the place to be if you're deadly serious. Now, this seems to be an international year of everything, but this year is the international year of fruit and vegetables. <laughs> I did not, well, did not know at, that. You know, look, at it's just a way of getting a bit of publicity about mm. fruit and vegetables. And Fair Juice, the board, be a, you know, they do a, a great job on, on, they really do a great job in marketing Irish produce abroad and at home. And... Um, so what they want everybody to do is add one more helping of fruit or vegetable to every meal. We're, we're not too bad. Um, we had record sales during the pandemic of fruit and vegetables. They were up about um, 7.5% and uh, the average household spend. And uh, what they're hoping, it's been sustained in 2021, but they want to keep that pressure up and keep us eating a bit more veg. Um, so, you know, it's like, especially this time of the year, you know, that two pack of raspberries for a fiver or strawberries or a bag of nectarines or just nice oranges or something like that. Something that you wouldn't get during the rest of the year. Add them to the trolley and it really would help support um, the businesses and the people working in the sector across the country. So um, we've about 50 now, so there's plenty to choose from. Uh, right, you just dropped out a little bit there, but I think we uh, I think oh. we got the gist of that. Uh, and uh, now I think we did touch on the subject before, but there are now import rules for trees or for some trees at least. Yeah, there is. Yeah, we're having trouble with trees. Um, you know, the whole ash dieback is a huge shock to the system. And um, you, like, you know, you can see it. We have a tree here outside the front of the house, an ash tree. And... Um, all the little clocks are still on it because the thing has died back. Um, you know, it's died back from the beginning towards the trunk. So you can actually see now where it's um, beginning to get into trouble. 
So, so, and that's happening all around the country. So what you're wanting now is if you're thinking of um, importing trees from the EU, well, you need to think again as the new rules really require quite a lot of information. They probably require more now than they do on a human coming into the country. Um, so you need to let the Department of Ag know. And these apply to if you're bringing in oak, apple, pear, hawthorn, mountain ash, chestnut, rosemary, lavender, sweet pea bush or pine. So they're all the affected ones that the new rules apply to. And it also applies to plant products, including um, wood fuel and conifer bark. And basically, it's anything that has the potential to harm, to harbour pests and diseases um, that could destroy Irish plants. That's what they're dealing with. So you have to let the department know of their importation no more than 48 hours after arrival in the country. And because of that, then the department will be able to go down and inspect the plants and or the plant products to make sure they're OK. And you need to know uh, the, the, the info will also need it be needed on the plant's date of arrival, the species, the supplier, the plant's country of origin and the destination of the plant in Ireland. So quite a lot of paperwork attached to bringing in what we would talk, think of as very ordinary pear and apple and oak trees and hawthorns and mountain ash. So um, be aware of that. If you're bringing the stuff in, um, you have to get all this information to the Department of Agriculture. And what does the department do then? Did they come out and inspect? The well, they, they co- yeah, well, that's it. They need no. They need um, the, the importation has to be made known to the department no more than forty eight hours after arrival in the country, and then the department will be able to make arrangements to for in, to inspect the plants uh, or the plant products. So yes, there will be an inspection to make sure that there's nothing being carried on these plants because you know we have an island and you have an island status. Now I know it didn't prevent the elm either um, falling falling foul of um, disease. But um, anyway, we need to keep as much of the stuff out. And it's also why, you know, the seed packets, um, you know, people are getting wild wild seeds, Mm. flower seed packages, along with their magazine, you know, it might be put in as an insert or they're getting offers or they're even just coming through the post. And we've no idea what's in them and what might happen to Irish-grown foliage um because of what might be imported and you know we've spoken about the black grass situation when it comes to the grain crops so likewise with our trees we need to protect them and we need to know what's coming into the country and what harbors what they might harbor in terms of dangerous mites or whatever yeah and disease to what we have in the country uh, Jimmy, who's listening to us in Donegal, uh, says, is it just me or there are way more horse flies in the fields this year? Is it the heat or just my farm? Uh, I assume it no, was the it's heat. No, it's the heat. Yeah. It's the heat that draws them out. And they're awful. I was wearing a pair of leggings in the garden because I was trying to avoid the horse flies and they stung me through my leggings. And you can actually feel them, you yeah. know, um, taking the bite and, and they the leave welts on you now, so they do. Not very pleasant at all. And the way you'll know if they're with, on animals Animals will move out from the shelter, like, you know, under trees and hedges where they would at least be sheltered from the sunshine and the heat. And they'll move into a corner of a field or into the middle of a field as a big group trying to prevent, you know, you know, protect each other. 
So if you see animals, you know, really bunching together where there's no water track, you can be or no water truck, you can be pretty sure that the horse flies are annoying the hell out of them. Now you can do a pour on, especially when it comes to dairy cows, because you know they can bite their others and help cause um all sorts of problems there with mastitis. So there is a pour on which is perfectly safe and that can be used if it is a very serious problem on anyone's farm. Yes, indeed. Mairead, thanks a million uh, as ever. Uh, Mairead Lavery there uh, uh, down on the farm in Limerick. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break after that. A history of sex. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.